Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. We speak the world won't listen. We shine. here and it is september 14th the year just <laughs> keeps on going don't it? it just keeps on going um want everybody to uh come and join me in dc next week i will be in d not next week the following week i will be in dc at the because they're funny festival yeah i'll be in dc at the because they're funny festival it's going down where i'm going to be doing a screening of in Amanda We Trust at the Because They're Funny Festival in DC. Yes, it is happening on October 7th. I'm going to be screening. We're going to do a Q&A. We'll do some political trivia. It's going to be a whole thing and I can't wait to share it with you all. So make sure you go to Because They're Funny um, dot com. Also, like the ticket link is in the bio of the post that I just put up on the um, Instagrams. But this Because be, They're Funny um... Festival... Well, real quick, the Because They're Funny Festival is was created by the same folks that created the American Black Film Festival. So shout out to Jeff oh, and Nicole okay. Friday, who have always been supporters of my work and were like, let's make this happen. I just want to know, will you be dancing to Vibrant Thing in a silk top during the screening? You know, the people want to know. You know what? Um, <laughs> I can arrange it. I can okay. arrange it. Because she actually I did think- have, she had on pink pants, didn't she? Yes, mm-hmm. if memory serves me correct. So I've got the, the fit. <laughs> people would like to see that. They want to come for that moment alone. I genuinely feel like I can make that happen and I will. All right. All right. Well, we are going to make it happen. We got a group chat Thursday coming up today. Uh, what are some of the things that we're going to chat about today, Jeremiah? We're going to talk about validation, Amanda, because, you know, really, Ari Lennox came out and talked about how she really has been seeking public validations from people. We're going to talk about mm. America getting ruder. That's when a group chat talked about a week, you know, <laughs> a lot going on out here. People throwing stuff at concerts, people pushing people over. It's a lot going on. No one's nice anymore. What happens to the nice people? And per usual, we have our still show superlatives, most likely to, um, as well as take some calls. Your I be knowing. It's a lot going on. It's a group chat Thursday. It's a lot. It's a lot. And that's why you stick with us because we sift through so much and give you the gems. Okay. You know what to do. Don't go anywhere. Follow us on social media at Seal Said It. And if you miss any of the pod, any of the show, you can get it wherever you get your podcasts. So make sure you check that out. All right. We also got my latest episode of Small Doses Podcast, Side Effects of Being Woke with Tamika D. Mallory. That should be a household name for you because she is somebody who is consistently fighting for our rights for our lives as black folks so shout out to Tamika joining us you can check out the visuals when they uh, premiere today on YouTube at 4pm Pacific 9 sorry 4pm Pacific 7pm Eastern on YouTube Amanda Seals TV we'll be right back to the Amanda Seals show All right, welcome to the Amanda Seals show I'm Amanda Seals here it is a group chat Thursday and Ari Lennox okay so Validation. I've been talking about this a bit as, as it relates to like confidence and, you know, just really like being sure of yourself. And Ari, Ari Lennox, um, she said this about her journey of sobriety. She said, I hate that I crave validation in every ounce of life. It is truly a miserable existence. I hate that I wish I was cool. I'm embarrassed. I don't know when I'll ever start loving myself. I don't know if it's possible. I can't even enjoy all that I've created for myself. Mm. I, I, it was sis. I get it. 
I really get it. I've been there before and it does feel like a very, very, very steep hill to climb. And this is something I've been talking about just recently about confidence, right? And, mm-hmm. um, you know, how you build true confidence within yourself that doesn't feel like arrogance and I, or that isn't arrogance. And it's not right. an overnight thing um, because I feel like so much of our society is attached to out, outward validation as the thing that makes you valuable. Um, you know, when we are kind of like given awards and we're given, um, access, we're given praise, we're not really, we're actually taught that when we do that for ourselves, that it's like immodest. Hmm. Okay. I feel, you know what I mean? Like that when we, when we, it's almost like self-love is treated as something that you shouldn't do because it means you have an ego. But proper self-love, like real self-love is not egotistical. You know, like you should be able to say, like, I look nice today. I like the way I look without someone saying like, oh, you got a big head. Well, I think, too, that sometimes that's people just like, I guess, projecting their own insecurities on it, too. Like, well, no, you think I think I think some people feel like when you're saying it, it, there is diminishing you. But that's like that's really on you versus that person. That person saying like, "I look good," doesn't mean you don't look good. You look good too. I'm just saying I look good, and I'm celebrating the fact that I look good. I think there's just a lot of um, uncertainty that so many of us are feeling, especially also because we are in a very visual world now, where you're watching highlight reels mm-hmm. on a regular basis of other people, and it can really, really like just bottom out your your own self-esteem because you're constantly seeing what looks like other people doing better than you. And it's not real. (laughs) It's not real in the sense that I don't know that they're necessarily putting that out there Uh for that purpose. And like, it's also like you create these narratives in your head. But do you think, I guess as humans, I think you're naturally going to want like validation. I think, I don't think that's necessarily wrong to be like, I want, I want to feel validated by people around me. I think there's just like a line into which you, you go. I think there's a difference between validation and support. Mm, okay. Um, and assurance, you know, okay. validation is tricky, right? Because your value as a person mm-hmm. should not hinge on other people because that's true. What makes them more valuable than you? Like, so for instance, like, I feel like I would get questioned a lot about like, oh, people don't like Amanda. People don't like Amanda. Like, and and it would just be like this general statement. People don't like Amanda. And then like, when it came to like insecure, like there's a lot of times where folks will say things like, oh, like the cast of insecure doesn't like Amanda, which is not true, but they they didn't like Amanda. They didn't like Amanda. And what would always be odd to me was like, what is it about them liking me that is somehow like validating of me? Like right. what makes them like a beacon or like a, a standard, uh, the measure, <laughs> uh, the measure that like is somehow going to be a validation of like whether or not I am likable or worthy, mm-hmm. et cetera. So it gets really tricky when we start using the word validate because, mm-hmm. um, it's not to say that validation doesn't feel good. It's not to right. say that, especially if you're a creative, you know, and like you, you get validated, like your thing is the thing. Um, that's sure. But, but it is a dangerous thing to walk when that's the only thing. The only thing, cause now it's the show. Now it becomes your son and you can't let that become, can't let nothing become your son. You, you're your son. <laughs> so. You are your son. Yes. So, uh, we'll talk more about it when we get back. Where should the line exist validation, but also just like where, where, 
does it come from in terms of you validating yourself? Like, how does that mm. actually okay. take root? And we'll talk about it right here on the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. And uh, on this group chat Thursday, the first thing we're talking about is validation because Ari Lennox is going through a tough time and she's actually being very like vocal about it and transparent, which I don't think she realizes is actually like really powerful and 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 should be something that I hope is being communicated back to her that is a reflection of her courage, um, mm-hmm. a reflection of her strength. Like being able to have that vulnerability and put it out there, you know, you you could very easily have people invalidate you in doing that, right? So like- That's sure. Just being willing to share that, you don't control what could come back at you. So there is something to be said for just like, damn, like that's that says a lot that you put that out there because a lot of people are feeling the same way. And she was saying, you know, that she hates that she requires so much outside validation because it means that she's not able to, like, take care of herself or, like, celebrate herself. But I'm curious how old Ari Lennox is, because I would venture Uh, to say that she's like early 30s. I feel like she's probably she was born in 1991. You know, I don't do math. So So I I, I promise you she's going to a Saturn return. She's 31. She's 32. So she's just coming out of a Saturn return. That Saturn return will get all y'all. The Saturn return between 28 and 31 is just like the most weird. It can be unsettling, uncertain time. And um, it can be very, you know, earth shattering for folks because what they thought that they had like really built themselves on now starts to feel very like um, uneasy and... Mm -hmm you you're really like wait i thought i knew like who i was what i was doing why i was doing it etc like why 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 does none of this make sense to me and that can be incredibly scary um well that's just her sobriety like you know she's going through like being sober now so i'm sure um whatever i think she was actually talking about alcohol so alcohol being a part of how you like move to the world too so you don't have that vice now you are really just out here experiencing emotions like raw that is the case. That's it right there. You're taking on life without a buffer. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's no haze that it's, there's no, there's no, there's no filter that it's going through um, to get to you. And that's a doozy. It's a real doozy. But when you learn how to do that and you learn how to manage that, oh my gosh, it's so liberating. And, you know, you, it's the same way that like when you learn how to truly love yourself and, and not abandon mm-hmm. yourself, it's very liberating because it means that you feel so strong because it feels like you can handle anything because you don't know what's coming at you. So knowing mm-hmm. that you can handle anything is really just like, oh, now I don't got to worry about this imaginary impending doom coming at me that I don't even know how to identify, which a well, lot of us you, live in. And that is anxiety. How do you think you like, I guess, separate this? Because Ari is two people. She's Ari Lennox, the singer, but Ari Lennox, the person. What is, how do you, I guess, how you separate the the critique or the one, the validation as an artist and a creative? Like, because you want your audience to kind of give you something versus like as a person, as an individual, I have to be able to separate those two. Does that make sense? I mean, it is a bit difficult because, right, for artists, a lot of us, like our work is personal. Um, and so when it is not repeat received, when it is critiqued, when it is doubted, it feels like people don't like you, the person people don't like you, um, you know, they're doubting you and it does take a certain level of compartmentalization to understand that these are two different things. (laughs) Like they don't know you, they know your songs. 
Right. You know, like they're not questioning your character. They're questioning your music. Now, right. that also gets a little blurry when we talk about things like, OK, well, can we separate the artists from the music? Right. Like mm-hmm. we look at like R. Kelly and it's like, OK, well, why can't we apply that to that? Well, because the songs are literally him documenting the things that he was doing in criminal mm-hmm. criminally as, as a lifestyle. Right. Um, so I think it, it gets it, it's not like a definitive math to it. But I think for your own sanity, you have to be able to say, this is an ongoing process of me putting out work. And that's why Erica Badu says I'm an artist and sensitive about my because you are consistently putting yourself out there because art is a reflection of self. But you have to also give yourself grace to know that art is a process. And in that process, you're going to hit and miss. All right, we chatted. We did it. We got more though. It's not going. We're not going anywhere. This is the Amanda Seal Show. So keep it locked right here. Jeremiah is going to hit you with his most likely to and some sixty second headlines. The Amanda Seal Show. We up. We up. We up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. I am Amanda Seals, and it is time for your sixty second headlines with Jeremiah, like the Bible. <laughs> All righty, first up, BET has announced its nominations for the 2023 BET Hip Hop Awards. 21 Savage and Cardi B lead the pack with 12 nominations each. Okay, 12 mm-hmm. nominations. <laughs> All right now. Okay, BET Hip Hop Awards. Also, the CDC is now recommending that everyone six months and above get an updated COVID-19 vaccine. Oh, really? <laughs> that time. <laughs> oh, Are you going to get it? I'm gonna pray about it. I got the first one, might as well. Minus well. Did you get the booster and all that stuff? No, but I got the two shots. I don't. I guess it's the booster. Yeah, yeah that's the booster. Okay. No, yeah. well, wait. You're saying you got the two shots because it's two parts. Yeah, I got the two parts. I didn't get the booster. Yeah. Oh, okay. I did get the booster. I mean, to work in Hollywood, you had to get the booster. Mm-hmm. That's so. True. All right. Well, we'll uh, see. <laughs> also, Vanessa Bryant has announced several Nike-affiliated colleges are partnering with Mamba and Mamba Sita Sports Foundation to carry forward the legacy of the late Kobe and Gianna Bryant. That's beautiful. Love it. Also, the five former Memphis police officers involved in the fatal beating of 29-year-old Tyree Nichols have been indicted on federal charges. What? Yep. hmm Interesting. All right. We'll see how this is going to go. I genuinely believe within my lifetime, we will see an end to qualified immunity. We got to just say, keep our foot oh. on the next. Okay. You said it here I first. mean, I plan to live a while. So. <laughs> and I lastly. I got another 40 years. All right. Well, we got some good cross for America. Um, but lastly, the North Carolina ANT has enrolled nearly 14,000 students for the new school year, distinguishing itself as the largest HBCU in the nation for the 10th year in a row. Oh, child. That is a lot. Um, a lot of kids. Like yes, all those things, all those things. Well, there you have it. Those are your sixty-second headlines, y'all. Um, anything you'd like to add? Shout out to the HBCUs. Make sure y'all keep enrolling in those schools. We got to support our black colleges. And black colleges, make sure that you support the students that are enrolling in your schools. That part. Keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seal Show. We'll be right back. The Amanda Seal Show. We up. We up. We up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here, and it is time for Jeremiah the Bible to hit you with his most likely to. Amanda, you share a birthday with someone pretty famous, right? The late Diana Ross. <laughs> Diana Ross. I mean, not Diana Ross. The late Princess Diana. <laughs> but it's, it's that, that was a Freudian slip, right? But that's uh... not a Freudian slip. I don't want Diana Ross to die. Oh, that means. Oh, yeah, that's not what that means. It was. It was a hiccup. <laughs> it was an but... accident. Yeah, but uh, Missy Elliott. Really. 
Yeah. Oh, a lot of people. Okay. Well, I knew Diana, uh, Princess Diana. But Diana Ross is actually funny because today's most likely goes to most likely to have a baby at a Beyonce concert. Oh. So actress um, Sarah Francis Jones actually went to labor on Beyonce's birthday concert where Diana Ross was one of the performers. Um, is that Marcel Spears' wife? Yes. His girl? Yes. Yeah. Mm. Marcel Spears is, is a master black spurt. He was on Smartphone in Black back in 2016. See, look at that. You see how everything comes together? Mm-hmm. Small world. Well, uh, during um, Beyonce's mute challenge, where she gets everyone to go on mute during the show, she went into, she, her, her labor was induced. She thought she was having Braxton, Braxton Hicks, but actually the baby was coming right now. Um, so now her baby actually shares the same birthday as Beyonce. And she also went in labor on Labor Day, which is interesting. So, I mean, I thought like this, this is a beautiful story because if you saw the video on her page, she's like full of life. She's like, I'm pregnant. I'm out. And then she's like, oh, wait. <laughs> and the then it, coming. it cuts to her pushing. <laughs> right, right, right. I thought it was so cute and so fun, especially because I think even Beyonce's like guitar is like pregnant. Oh, wow. That's cool. I, and, you know, obviously now the trend is everyone with their bellies out. So you like you get to see the full glory right, of the right. baby. That's the thing. <laughs> Which Sarah was, too, at the uh, concert in her chrome. So I loved that. I thought it was a fun story because now you have a, a great story to tell your child when they come here. Because who shares a birthday with Beyonce and also was born, well, nearly born at a Beyonce concert? Yes. And I'm sure there was a surfboard involved with her getting pregnant in the first place. You know what? They sing that at the concert. So maybe. Ah. Maybe. <laughs> Right? It's a whole thing. <laughs> Keep it like right here to the Amanda Seals Show. And congrats to Marcel and his lady on their firstborn. We'll be right back. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. conversation around validation and mm-hmm. outside validation so make sure if you if you miss that that you go and check out the podcast because uh you can check out anything you miss here wherever you get your podcast you can also check out the latest episode of my podcast small doses this week we are joined by the organizer the freedom fighter tamika d mallory of um damn why am i forgetting the name for organization united and so freedom until freedom, yes, of until freedom. Oof, that was a brain fart. Um, but nonetheless, we, she just once again drops gems and speaks all the truths. And we were so honored yep. to have her on the show. So make sure you check out Small Doses podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and you can also watch the visuals when they drop today, four p.m. Pacific, seven p.m. Eastern, on Amanda Seals TV on YouTube. All right, what are we talking about this hour for the group chat? 
like you said, we're continuing group chat Thursday this hour. There's a new study that talked about Americans are getting ruder. <laughs> like mm. it's not in our head that people are a little bit more mean than usual. So we're just gonna talk about that a minute. Like what is what does that mean for society? How can we combat this thing? Can we be a little bit more nicer, smile more, hold each other hands, maybe. Just hold hands. <laughs> just hold hands. Um, it's real. I, I know that we're not making it up. It's real, and I can tell you when it started, and it is in the pandemic, but we're going to get mm. into it. So keep it locked right here at the Amanda Seals Show. Remember, hit us up on uh, social media at Seals Said It. Give us a call, 1 Amanda 8. That's 1 262 6328. We'll be right back to listen, laugh, and learn. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here. Okay, I saw this article. I think it was on Axios. Um, and the article asked the question. Are Americans getting ruder? Mm-hmm. Which I feel like 100% yes. Americans are. <laughs> we was already like not the greatest. And you could have wrote the article. Gotten, we've gotten ruder. We've also gotten more racist, right? Like the racism is just very loud. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the thought process in the article was that the pandemic was somehow to blame for this. Right, right. But you disagree? Well, yeah. That was my cat, Huri, who just also disagreed. She said, meow. Um, <laughs> yeah, because, okay, I do think the pandemic contributed to this, right? Because okay. it's almost like people were just like trapped inside and like forgot their social skills. Um, mm-hmm. But I really think that the turning point was Donald Trump being elected. And yeah, that's a big one. On a global national scale, really just was like, look, I'm a terrible person. And it's fine. And so Mm -hmm. all y'all, you should also be, you can be terrible people too. And it's fine. And we saw a genuine shift also because he really emboldened like ignorant white people to like be their most ignorant white self. And that that was somehow considered to be like an exemplification of patriotism. That's true. Okay. That's true. I think like the the what they call it the perfect storm of you have Donald Trump happening like that's mm-hmm. 2016, then four years into the pandemic. Also, we have we've always had before then just the social media of it all, and social media is like um, increasing. So you have the Instagram getting better. Now you got the TikToks, you got the Twitters. So now you have like a space also for people to trying to, to kind of be mean, even if they're not next to you. They can be mean <laughs> with you 24 seven. Versus yes. before, you got you had to be in person to be mean. You got to find me, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, and like some people, like that's like a part of their like joy. Like they have a sick mm-hmm. relationship with meanness, you know. So that's like mm-hmm. when you see trolls that like literally spend their day like, like there's people that have been outed who are like in the world being like shiny happy people and like get a certain like like ugly joy from like being. A, 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 um, a surreptitious troll on the internet like that like feeds some kind of darkness in them Cardi B just talked about that in like an interview where she was like um, she seemed like we're certain trolls that literally said we want to troll her until she basically kills herself like that's how bad we want to troll her until she feels like that's someone's we, goal yeah like they've said that I mean listen I had put out a sketch about announcing my breakup and I mm-hmm. Pretend like I acted as trolls in the sketch that have, and they right. were all representations of people who have trolled me in the past and have on and have done all of those things to me in the past and really thought like, yeah, that's fine. Like, this is a way to treat somebody. It's very weird, but it's also now extended to like concerts, right? And we see like the concerts right. where people are like, 
throwing things at people um, and really just having no sense of decorum, um, no sense of consideration. And I don't know how this turns around. That's the real question. I'm not really sure how this turns around. Do you feel like you're, I mean, you've been out on like a tour, so to speak, um, with your um, special. Do you feel like the audiences have been different on this go round? Um, We'll talk about that when we come back because I went on a tour last year for like Mm. six months. And then here we are with the tour of In Amanda We Trust. So um, we'll get into that. We'll be right back. It's The Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. It's The Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals on this group chat Thursday. I'm here with Jeremiah Like the Bible talking about, um, you know, the, the increase of rudeness. Mm-hmm. in America. You know what the other thing is? So there's also like what's considered rude. Right. That's a question. That's a good question. So like before on the last break, you asked me like, okay, I've been on tour. I've been like out here doing screenings for In Amanda We Trust. Like has the audience, have the audiences been different? I will say that I think by nature of the content, the audiences have been different just because it's a more elevated content. And okay. it's not just like a comedy club. Like people are coming because they want to engage with like the documentary and the politics mm-hmm. of it all, et cetera. So there has been, I think, just like a certain element of um, just kind of like maturity by nature of the the actual content. The content, right, right. That being said, um, I don't really think people have a very, I don't think the line of what's considered rude is the same as what it was when I was growing up. Okay, well, yeah. I think it always ebbs and flows as society ebbs and flows. What do you think is different, I guess? Like, what do we thought was the baseline for some of the things you you knew were rude growing up versus now? Simply just saying please and thank you. Um, Simply saying please and thank you, like addressing your um, superiors or your elders with a actual like salutation before you speak to them. So whether it's good morning, good afternoon, good Mm -hmm. evening, right? Or even just hello. You know, Mm -hmm. like I will... Uh, be communicating with people on my staff and they'll just start the conversation without any of that. They'll just start talking. Mm. And I'm like, okay, let's, let's, let's not do that. Um, or they'll say, Hey, I hate. Mm. Hey, so <laughs> you do. Hey, hey. Oh my God. It's Hey is the equivalent of like when my mom <laughs> will call my name and I would say, what, what? Like me, that, that, that was just, that so that's another example. That was considered rude. Whereas mm. now, like you see on the internet, when people are talking to their kids, like they're over here saying, what? Like, I remember my ex's daughter at seven would be answering him with what? And I was just like, my brain would explode every time, every time. Like, stop letting her respond to you like that. You are her father. <laughs> like she needs to show you a certain level of just basic civility and respect. And what is not it? Um, but then again, he had a problem with showing basic civility and respect. So there you go. Um, but I think that rudeness also for me was just like not being able, not showing like just consideration was considered rude. Whereas now okay. there's almost like this vibe that like consideration is weak or consideration hmm. is um, when I say weak, I mean, like, I think some people interpret consideration as like being walked on or like, you know, okay. not taking care of yourself first. And I think In that, what that ways? so like, I feel like when I hear men say things like, oh, like, why, why do I need to open the door? Like, y'all are feminists now. Like, we're all equal. It's like, well, you would just open the door because like, you're just a considerate person. Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> someone's behind you. You're like, <laughs> let me hold the door for you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just like a way to be. Um, 
you know, uh, but can I, I say like, about that though? It's always awkward. Like you want to hold door from somebody, but they're like kind of far. And it's like, okay, I want to hold it. But you like far, but you kind of close. Like, do I hold it? Do I wait? What do I do? It's always awkward. Well, go ahead. <laughs> but I think there's also just like a very like weird element of like, in terms of trying. So we talked about validation earlier. I think there's almost mm-hmm. this thing of like, I don't want to have to, I don't want p- to feel validated by other people. So I'm just not going to care about people. Like it's uh-huh. like a, it's like an extreme uh, response, you know, like I'm, I'm just worried about me. I'm focused on me. I'm just caring about me. And it's like, well, you can care about other people without caring about what other people think of you. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that You're there not- are some people that you should care about what they think of you. Like I remember dating somebody and he was like, I don't care what your mom think of me. And I was like, well, that's <laughs> an issue. <laughs> I so care what your mom together. thinks of me. <laughs> we gonna make this last. You gotta care. So... But um, when we come back, I want to talk about like there were there were specific rules of rudeness that I had to adhere to that have like really? stayed with me. And I will talk about them when we get back. And I know my immigrant children will also relate. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals here. Uh, we've just been talking about rudeness and has it gotten out of hand? Has it gotten out of hand? Okay, let me just say this. In a West Indian household, it don't take much to be considered rude. <laughs> The bar is very, very low. I was about to say, I feel like the low. black, the black American household is low, so I can imagine it's like it's to the it's, it's, it's <laughs> underground. Yeah, it's below sea level. Yes, because then you get older and like simply saying like I didn't like the way that you said that to me is considered rude. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. countering anything your parent does is considered rude, disrespectful. Mm-hmm. How dare you? Mm-hmm. So let alone doing that at like twelve. Oh my god, mm-hmm. who is this child that you have raised as a banshee, as a savage? <laughs> She's out here. She has no respect. I mean, I just, yeah, I had to deal with that. My mom, if I was in a store and somebody was like in the aisle looking at something and I crossed in front of them and didn't say, excuse me. Oh my God. I hate people do that. I'm like, I hear to say, excuse me. Just say, excuse me. I was trained. I was trained. I was in a grocery store and I was like, literally like, you know, the coolers, like, like, um, mm-hmm. like where the milk and everything the is. Fridges. So like I'm hold- the fridges. Yes. I'm there holding the door open, trying to decide what I'm getting. And this woman just like reached her hand across me and grabbed something. I said, ma'am, <laughs> yes. I said, that 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 was a time to say, excuse me. Um, and she said, I did say, excuse me. I said, no, what happened was you said, excuse me, as you were doing the thing. Excuse me should be a request, mm-hmm. not a declaration. I think a lot of us don't understand that. Excuse me is not like, as I do this thing that's rude, excuse my rudeness. <laughs> right, right, right. And that's what it's become. 
excuse me should be like excuse me can i reach there that's to me like the excuse me is like hey i'm i'm calling for your attention to ask a request to mm-hmm. like that's to me how excuse me should be treated whereas now excuse me is just like you'll have to excuse me i'm doing the thing that is going to be rude <laughs> it's like when we say no disrespect and now i'm res- disrespecting you proceed to be um, disrespectful yes so th- those are like very like clear like you're rude if you do this type of things i remember i remember like the butter incident of 1992 where my mom and my god sister and, I, and I were like on a trip and i got up at the hotel i got up and got butter and came back to the seat and i had not gotten my mom butter or hadn't like asked her if she wanted butter and this was just like oh my god you are the worst child ever so you're not gonna ask me if i want any butter i'm like i just i mean i wasn't even thinking it was not a slight to you at but all. see, I feel like that's where it's like levels too. Like it's like, okay, that could be considered rude. But it's like, is that like the rudest thing on the earth? Like, no. You know what I'm saying? I feel like so depending on who you're who you're asking or like what their, I guess, cultural context is. Like if you're someone who like who uh live in New York, I feel like people like in, in the South are like, New Yorkers are so rude, they're so rude. Versus like some people feel like in the South, y'all are too pleasant. Y'all what are y'all doing? All this y'all want well, butter. Y'all, y'all also want all this so you, you you know, in the South it'll be like, <laughs> bless your heart. N word. <laughs> right, right. But it was nice. It was it was it was, <laughs> it was nice. Either way, I think that the, the solution to this rudeness is really just gonna come in this the the challenge that we give to ourselves to not be a perpetuator of the rudeness. Mm-hmm. Like you have to decide yourself, like, do I really want to be perpetuating this? Because the thing that we tell ourselves is, well, if everybody else is doing it, I can too. And mm. that's something that is actually what creates the world that we don't want to live in. You have to individually be like, even though there's, even though people are doing this this way, I know it's wrong, so let me not. And then That's if true. enough people do that, then you change culture. I mean, I think the key thing that, well, from what I just heard is the idea of like giving someone the benefit of the doubt. Like, I forgot I tried to do that. Like in the first time someone does something, I'm never like, I would try to assume people are good, are good intention, but they didn't do something out of malice. Unless I know they did out of malice, that's a different conversation. But yes. for the most part, I'm like, okay, you 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 don't know this thing that I want or whatever, so I'm going to approach it that way. Like, oh, you didn't know this. This is what I want. X Y Z versus pinning you to the to the uh, to Calvary. I think a lot of us though are in a world where our paranoia just thinks everybody's trying to come at us, and so we start from mm-hmm. adversarial versus conversational, and that's something that's that I feel like we have to work on. So there we did. We solved it. Don't be rude, y'all. Be nice. All right. Hit us up. 1855-MANDA-8. That's 1855-262-6328. Remember, rude adults make rude children. <laughs> we'll be right back. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Hey, everybody. It's the Amanda Seal Show. It's your favorite comedian and common sense specialist, Amanda Seals. And this is a group chat Thursday. Remember, if you miss any of the show, you can check us out wherever you get your podcasts. So make sure you do that. You can also check out the latest episode of my podcast, Small Doses. This week, we've got the incredible Tamika D. Mallory joining us. Uh, you know, she is a sister who is always on the front lines for mm. social justice advocacy. And she is joining us to talk about the side effects of wokeness. So you can join us uh, wherever you get your podcast. You can also check us out when the episode airs for the visuals on YouTube. Amanda Seals TV today at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. Let's head to the phone lines. What you got? Hey, Amanda. Hey, Jeremiah. I like the Bible. I am calling to talk about whether you should hold your man down or grill down while they're in prison. And I think yes, because lots of times that same person was benefiting from his crimes before he went to jail. Gucci bags, Prada, clothes, rent, kids, 
everything taken care of. And the moment they go to jail, then they want to break bags, spend all the money, sell the house and leave. I don't think so. I think that you should hold the person down as long as you can, especially if they got real true love for you. And that's my opinion coming from an ex-con. <laughs> uh, I went from negative to positive and I was grateful for all the people in my life that um, held me down while I was away. And I came out a better person. Um, I would have been devastated if I would have lost the people that, that I cared about the most while I was in um, incarcerated. Um, and like you said, there is some crimes that, you know, murder, rape, and things of that nature, of course. But if this is financial stuff and you're doing stuff that white people get away with all the time and doing right now, I say, hold that brother down or sister down because you were reaping the benefits before they got there. Ba-da-ba. Have a good one. I'm screaming. So basically he was scamming. Okay, so he was That's scamming. That's what I heard. That's he was heard. scamming. And he was like, you was in on the scamming. Like, y'all was down with the scammery. So how you not going to run? This is the thing, though. When he with says hold, people, hold someone down, I'm not saying you should ghost. But right, right. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I think that there's a certain level of like you're no longer on. You're still, I guess, well, you know what? Okay, I don't know. If you love him, you love them. Not him, just but anyone. Like them, if you love yeah, them, you love yeah. them. Right. We ain't built up no more. Now if you get out, we can talk again. We can rekindle whatever we had. But baby. Also, how, how much time are you facing? Wait, that have we, you ever been in love? Yeah. I have. We're close. And if that person got locked up, you would have just been like, it's a wrap? I wouldn't like dismiss them, like ghost them. I would still no, like No, that's not what I them. said. It wouldn't have it would have just been we're breaking up. Oh yeah. You think so? I think so. Actually, I think I'm pretty I'm confident in that one. Cause I'm just like, what are we doing? What are we doing? It, it also depends on, like, I guess, how long. Are you gonna be going for like a year, eighteen months? Okay, you might make, make some work. But if people be going up like twenty years, it's like twenty years of my life. I'm gonna wait for you. Also, I'm still like young. Like twenty years of my life, I'm gonna wait for this person. So much. Can I think there's something to be said though that if you feel like you met your soulmate. Um, then, and again, I'm just saying in some scenarios, I think for some people, it's like, this was my soulmate and this is how life went. This is how it turned out. Mm. And till death do us part and the person's still alive. They're just in jail. They still in jail. I, I, I think it also depends too, like if this is like your first love or like how many, how many people have you, been, have you dated since then? This is your very first, like for real, for real partner that's sketchy because you're like, I'm in love with them, but you can make 50 other people you're in love with, you know? Hopefully, you know what? It's uh, it's 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 complicated. Just this is it. You know what? My biggest advice in this situation is keep your heart three stacks. Keep your heart. <laughs> there you have it. Books. <laughs> this is the Amanda Seal Show. Keep it locked. We got more show for you. Don't go anywhere. The Amanda Seal Show. We up. We up. We up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Oh, we speak the world. 
Hills, your favorite comedian and common sense specialist. On a group chat Thursday, my, one of my favorite days, because we just get to chat <laughs> about just things that are happening, going on, and all the things. So uh, stick around with us. We got more for you. Uh, this hour, we're going to be chit-chatting about... Being the single friend, Amanda, you know... It's hard. It's a hard job in friend groups, you know, holding it down for the singles. But how does it change as you get older? But also, what are the pros and cons of being the single friend? Plus, also this hour, I'm going to give you guys a seal show superlative, most likely to. All right. You know what to do. Stick around. Give us a call. one 855 8 That's 1-855-262-6328. We'll be right back. Listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seals Show. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's your girl, Amanda Seals, your favorite comedian and common sense specialist. It's a group chat Thursday. And you know what we're going to talk about? All the single friends. All the single friends. All the single friends. All the single friends. Put your hands up if you're a third wheel. Um, How does it feel when all of your friends are in relationships booed up like LMA booed up that's not how that go that's hard uh, <laughs> well you know this is a new space for me to enter back into um mm-hmm. this is the longest stretch that I've ever been in a relationship so like I really got accustomed to like being the in the relationship person mm-hmm. um but now it's it's I think it depends on the time of life that you're in definitely definitely that's true Cause like if you're securely single, you like, what's up, y'all? Where are we going? Mm. <laughs> like, you're like, yeah, great, y'all are coupled up. I'm gonna go head on out for the day and come back and meet y'all for dinner. Like <laughs> <laughs> like, um, like me and my homegirl and her man, we done already planned to go to Martha's Vineyard next year. Like, and I'll be in the house with them and it'll be fine. Like you as a third, the third person? That is correct. Okay. You know, you still got to go to Martha's Vineyard. You still got to make it happen. (laughs) Here's the thing. Um, I think part of it is also like, you got to hang out with friends that also like regard you as a asset to the hang versus a third Mm -hmm. wheel. I guess also as an individual too. Like I'm, That's what I'm, I'm more than just a couple. Like it's cool to be like, oh, we're a couple, but it's like, y'all like me by myself, right? <laughs> or no, or just like as a Well, as you know, a there is a thing, I'm not gonna lie to you. There is something to be said for like the couples hang, you know, mm-hmm. and like the couples vacation and just kind of like what that dynamic is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think there are like the people that you hang out with as a couple. And then the people who are like, these are my friends. They just happen to be a couple. Yes. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Or like, this is like my friend friend who is now in a couple. And so now I am the friend with my friend who's here. How (laughs) do you think it changes when it's like, okay, like in some friend groups, it's kind of like, we are kind of single. Like, okay, like Sex in the City. It's like, we are kind of really single. We kind of got a little escapades, but we we single versus like, I'm the single friend and they're like, uh, they like locked in. Do you feel like like there's a difference between the two in your life that you felt? I mean, I will say at one point in my life, that felt very, very lonely. It felt really lonely because it felt like a reflection of my own failures. Mm. Um, Even though in hindsight, it wasn't. It's just, you know, timing and, you know, who you meet, et cetera, et cetera. And Mm -hmm. they all broke up anyway. Um, But at the time, though, it really feels very isolating. And I think there's also just something about maturity. Mm -hmm. And there's a part of our lives where I think a lot of us feel very like, validated that we're in a relationship mm-hmm. and people definitely get on high horses honey. <laughs> you know like i, I got gotta a be, boo <laughs> i got a boo i got a day or whatever you Not know and it can be i'm screaming because i think that's also like it's for for a lot of us in our development like it says like look i can be loved right right and that right. 
that's very affirming. And then if you are in the same phase of development, it may look like to you, like, damn, I'm, why am I not able to be loved? Like, why can't I find something like that? You're right. It's definitely a societal market. Like at this certain point, we all should be like, like I think there's a, a, a shift as you get like in your like late 20s, early 30s, where people are like, well, now I'm having a baby. I'm getting married. I'm doing these different things. So like there's supposed to be like these shake marks or these benchmarks you're supposed to be, you're supposed to be hitting. So if you aren't hitting those and your other friends are hitting those, you're like, wait, what's going on? What, what's happening? Because I can't be a forever bridesmaid. I got to be the bride. I got to be the groom. It's definitely pressure that doesn't help you <laughs> right. like figure out your stuff. But when we get back, I want to talk about just the difference between being the single friend to like friends who are dating and friends who are married. Ooh, um, okay. You know, and like also just like the concept of jealousy versus envy and what that, mm, the okay. difference between what that is. Um, so we're going to get into it. We're going to dive in, y'all. Keep the lock right here. The Amanda Seal Show. It's a group jet Thursday. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome to the Amanda Seal Show. It is group chat Thursday. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm here chit-chatting with Jeremiah like the Bible about the concept of being like the single friend, you know? Mm-hmm. Because I'm the, the single, single friend. friend. Just a side note, I just looked down at my phone and like, you know how, D, you know how like in your DMs, it has like people with their like note. You can have like a note. Right. The new thing on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Um, big, little Scrappy, who is now the single friend, his says Ooh. praying. <laughs> Sometimes you got to pray when you're a single friend. You got a lot of time to pray. Um, but we were, ta- you know, we were just talking about the concept of the single friend and like how you manage that. And I think it does change when you're dealing with people who are dating versus married, okay. but not in the way that. Okay. So what do you think it changed? Like, what, what do you, what do you think I'm thinking? Okay, I think two things. I think some people when they're like dating, I feel like sometimes dating people act like they, they more serious than the actual married people. Dating people are very much like, oh, you know, we're together. We can't go out with you, X, Y, Z. Versus I feel like once you're married, there's more of a lax, a lax feel when interacting with them. Versus when people get, get a little boyfriend for two days, it's my man, my man, my man. I'm sorry, I can't really hang out with you no more. I can't be in the streets. My man, my man, my man. It's like, okay. Agreed. I think that like my first thought was like, oh, it's less when you're dating. But no, when someone is dating, they are very much more like possessive and like (laughs) it's the one they about to be married tomorrow. Well, there's a lot of fear, right? Because it's like I want this to be the one. I don't Mm -hmm. want anything to distract from this being the one. You know, let's not let this be a Toni Morrison Sula situation um, <laughs> where you come in here and even though we are married, you end up, you know, sleeping with my man and I catch y'all on all fours looking like dogs on the, on the carpet in the bedroom. You know, like, we don't want that to happen. <laughs> we don't. No. Um, but when people are married, I think there's also, especially like people in a healthy, secure marriage, like that part. That's, the, you know, like that's and even a common law marriage, right? Like people who've mm. been together for like seven years or more you're not dealing with the insecurities of mm. dating. Mm-hmm. So you're now hanging out with like an entity versus like people trying to figure something out or you can be a distraction. And I think too, there's like, I feel like at least in the healthy measures I've seen, there's like a, a sense of autonomy each person kind of still has. Like they're not, yeah. they're not attached to the hip where it's like, when I go, they go. When I go, they, it's like, you can go over there, go and come yeah. back. I'm gonna still be here. You I'll go over y'all. there, go come back. <laughs> right. It's not like, oh, what y'all doing? I gotta be with y'all. It's, it's like, there's no micromanagement happening in the relationship. You know what that's called? Um, trust. No, what is, oh yeah. I was like, is there another word for it? That's what's not called. Crazy. I mean, it's, just, it's trust. 
It's no, like, I can go over that. here and you're still going to be here when I come back, mm-hmm. you know? But I think it's, um, it can be very tough though for the single friend who may have some jealousy issues. So we're going to talk about so? that when we get back. Yeah, because okay. it's a real thing. It's a real thing. We're going to talk about that when we get back. Keep it like right here to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. I am Amanda Seals. We have been talking about the idea of being the single friend um, here on Group Chat Thursday for the last few breaks. And there's a couple of things I want to say. First of all, because when I brought up jealousy, Jeremiah, you're like, you think people some coming? Yes, people are jealous. I mean, I guess people, I'm not a jealous person. So. Jealous. How do you know? That I'm, a, I'm not a jealous person? Yeah. I mean, I don't think I like, I don't, I mean, I think we all have like a level of jealousy, but like, I know I've seen people that are like, I'm just like insatiable with it. And it's like, what's well, going apparently, on? So for a long time, <laughs> I thought jealousy and envy were basically synonyms. But to my understanding, the difference mm. is that envy is like, seeing something someone has and saying, damn, I wish I had that for myself. Okay. Jealousy is seeing something someone has and saying they shouldn't have that. I should. Oh, I thought it was the opposite, but okay. I thought but it was I... the opposite too. Okay. But apparently no. And that's very real. And, um, you know, I think sometimes when you are, when you see that in the relationship of like a single friend with their friends, it's mm. not even that you want their man, it's that you want their attention. <laughs> Like that's what that's too. what I think the dynamic ends up being a lot of times. No, I I don't I think I think it's literally <laughs> like you're the person and their relationship, like you're jealous of the attention that person is either getting from their partner or that they're giving right. to their partner. And this is just and the manifestation of that mm-hmm. for you. And you that want that sense. for you. But baby, you it's not it. for you. Mm-hmm. That's for them. So if you're in a scenario right now where you're feeling that way, you're thinking that way, you gotta understand what's for you is for you. And don't let these TV shows trick you because the TV shows love to show you like, well, yeah, but then they, you know, they, he broke up with her and they got together and it was happily ever after. No, it's, it's never that. Look at me. It's it's just, (laughs) you do not want to be Cassie on Euphoria. You don't want to be it. You don't want to be there. Okay. So it's the way I've never seen Euphoria, but I know exactly. I know the fact that Cassie went out bad. (laughs) She's down bad. So I just, I, I encourage you to really focus on you. You know, we see that all the time. Focus on yourself. Focus mm-hmm. on focus on you. Focus on you. So speaking of the focusing on you, let's talk about the pros and cons of being the same. Okay. okay. I mean, I, I think some of the cons is people always think you like, you free. What you do? You ain't doing nothing. Come over here and hang out with me. You ain't doing nothing. It's like. I mean, most of the time you are. You are, but it's like, I want you to assume that I am. Also, well, I think if, you have, if you're living a healthy care. full life. I will tell you at this season in my life, I don't care because I want the invite. I'll turn it down if I want to, but yeah, give me the invite. I had to tell somebody, I told Elaine Welteroff the other day, I was like, keep inviting me to things. I haven't been able to go to the last three, but keep inviting I'm, me to things. I'm I actually now, I have time now, actually. Then I'm <laughs> so, and um, I think too, you don't have partners sometimes. Like you go places, like, okay, like when you going out to eat, you don't have anybody to go out with sometimes, your friends aren't available. If you go to like a function, you don't have like a built-in you. Let me tell partner. You. Sometimes a built-in partner is a beautiful thing, but sometimes it's also mm. annoying, especially if you are really? the breadwinner, because that's a built-in mm. second bill. Okay, you know what? <laughs> it's it really is. It's a built-in second flight. It's a built-in second steak. It's just it's it's true. It's a built-in. You go to it's, free events. <laughs> free events. Yeah, I mean, I am, I am. Um, 
I, the pro to that, though, is that you don't have a partner. And so you can make your decisions without having to ask anybody. That's very true. So, like, I'm probably going to end up going to Usher by myself. And I'm completely fine with that because I don't got to answer Listen, nobody. I went. <laughs> it was great. Also, if Usher's singing to you, you got to, like, worry about nobody <laughs> tweeting you. As a matter of fact, so, you got to make it on your bucket list that he sings to you now. Like, hey, what's up, Usher Raymond? I think the biggest con that may pop up is just that feeling of like, dang, you know, I really am by myself when you're at like some type of couples singles day event. But what mm-hmm. you have to remember is that I, the real thesis is what's for you is for you. Like, that's really what you have to come back to. And you have to understand why you're single. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you're single because you're still in a, he- a healing process, there's that. Mm-hmm. If you're single because you ain't nobody to be with nobody yet. Right. You need to continue the work. Right. Like you're you're you don't want to be the toxic person. There's that. Or are you single because you have made a choice not to partner up with somebody that hasn't proven themselves? All of those reasons are like really legit. And so Mm -hmm. they hopefully can give you a little bit of peace when you're in that moment of like, damn, it's New Year's. I wish I could kiss somebody (laughs) because I know that that's the kind of person I am. Like, it's not going to bother me until there's a holiday. So like for like the next two years, like I need to be very like very deliberate about like putting myself in scenarios where I am not in a holiday situation by myself by accident. And there's that. Great movie. Uh, So pros and cons of being single, y'all. Make some of your own. What are some pros and cons of being the single friend? Hit me up. 1-855-MANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. We Thursday, everybody. This is your girl, Amanda Seals. We've been here all day talking, just chit-chatting on group chat Thursday about all types of things. Is America mm-hmm. getting rude? How's it feel to be the single friend? Um, What else are we talking about? Validation. You know, Ari Lennox is really trying to get past that on her journey to sobriety. Or her journey with yes. sobriety. Um, So, you know, make sure you go back and check that out. Uh, of course, it is now time for the word of the day. Okay. The word is oratund. Okay, over time, <laughs> rotunda, rotunda, um, or return to 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 orchestrate something in a very deliberate. It's an adjective. Way. Oh, okay, so that's, that's, that's not a part. Orton, <laughs> someone who is um very um rigid in their beliefs, like orton no, is like a very strong word. It's no. like a very just. I mean, it's. You know what? It's not, you know, actually, let me take that back. You're not that far off. It is an adjective that means usually a voice marked by fullness, strength, and clarity of sound, but it can also be used disapprovingly to mean pompous or bombastic. Okay. So uh, the former president and 91 charged up (laughs) Donald Trump is oratund in his Mm. consistent berating of mm. the people that are rightfully charging him for his crimes. Do you think he has that word in his vocabulary? <laughs> Good call. Um, I think he has like seven words in his vocabulary. Oh, okay. It's like loser, winner, <laughs> P-U-S-S. So when he tweet, if, 
<laughs> if he so if he if he tweets or it's uh you know he's just listening to the show just so you know there we go so let me know guys let me know if he tweets it let me know what do we got coming up this hour coming up this hour we have your i be knowing plus you're gonna take some more calls and we got some 60 second headlines even though it's a group chat thursday we're gonna keep y'all informed on what's happening around the world that's what we do that's how we live this is the amanda seal show don't go anywhere but listen laugh learning welcome back y'all this is the amanda seal show and y'all know what time it is it's time for i be knowing so i'm gonna speak about this topic uh by popular demand because i kind of just did a couple videos on it on my instagram where i said You know, I just feel like for a long time in my life, I really like just chose not to be quote unquote too much so that I wouldn't push people away. And people were like, oh my gosh, like I feel this, like I I see myself in this. So what I'm talking about is that for a long time, like I told myself, you know, I don't require much. Like I, I just don't require much, particularly in my like romantic relationships. Like I really prided myself on just being like, kind of just like easy going, like, you know, the cool girl, right? But I realized that I was doing that also like in my friendships as well. And there was a reason. And I think the reason is simply that I just wasn't really like my emotions were not really like paid attention to like that. So you as a kid, you get to understand that like that's something that is not necessarily like helping you. So let you so let's 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 like tuck it in, you know, tuck it in. Also, because like I would be so emotionally aware and like wanting to be friends with people and like being able to express myself and it would push people away. Like they would just be like, oh my gosh, he's so intense. Like, oh my gosh, he's so much. So you start to curb that. You start to curtail it back. And the things that you like are actually wanting aren't even crazy. You know, like you want like accountability, like quality time, like affection, attention. You want like reciprocation. You want enthusiasm about things that, you know, you're interested in. Some of these things are like a little overlap with relationships romantically and relationships friend wise. But at the end of the day, it's like we live in a country and I would even say I would even beg to say like a world where having emotional awareness is seen for a lot of people as an inconvenience (laughs) more so than an asset. And when you are in that kind of environment on a regular basis, like it's fight or flight, like you got to figure out how to make it work. And so you start telling yourself like, yeah, like I just don't require that much. I don't require that much, but that is not true. So eventually you start to feel the deficit because you haven't been getting what you needed. You haven't been getting what you wanted. And especially once you start going to therapy and you start doing like self-exploration, you really start to see like, oh, like I've been lying to myself. I've been lying to myself in order to make myself seem like more attractive, more amenable, more accessible. But because of that lie, you were attracting people to you that really weren't for you. And so it isn't until you be real with yourself about what you actually want, that you can be real with people about what actually you want. And when you do that, you will get the people around you that actually want to be there, not the ones who are there because they think that you're something else that serves them. I be knowing. Cut them folks out. You're not too much. They're just not enough. Okay, some of y'all are too much, but you know what I mean. Keep it like we're here doing the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back. This is the Amanda Seal Show. It's Amanda Seals here. Let's go to the phone lines. What we got? Yeah, um, I just want to say thank you for making this aware to everyone and letting everybody know exactly what's going on. Because everybody doesn't always get to see that behind the scenes footage or see what really happens. And so many times, you know, we have to listen to social media 
you know, the social media version of what happened and, and we're kind of deprived from the truth. So I just mm-hmm. want to thank you for making the truth known in this event. Oh, that means so much. Thank you. I really take a lot of pride in like really making sure that we get y'all as much facts as possible, especially when it's a mm-hmm. story that isn't being covered in, in mm-hmm. media, like in full, you know, so that uh, that 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 makes me feel good about um, when I upbraid. That's one of our words. When I upbraid our executive producer and I'm like, how come we don't have this information? We have to get the people the information. Uh, do you remember what that word means? It means to scold. I should remember that word. Like somewhere, I think it was such, such a weird word. I'm like, I mean, of course, every time I say it, I think of a French roll, but. <laughs> right. The true upbraid. <laughs> a true upbraid. Well, thank you for your calls. As always, we love when we hit the phone lines and y'all hit us up. one 855 8 That's one 855 We've got more show for you. Just a little bit more, but still more when we get back. So don't move. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Hey, y'all, it's the Amanda Seals Show. It's your girl, Amanda Seals, about to head on out. We've had a, a very festive uh, group chat Thursday. I feel like we mm-hmm. we had some great calls today, too. We had some we great did. calls. Shout out to uh, the brother who called and, and talked about how he had he went to jail. He did time. And, you know, he was very grateful. He said he had a lot of gratitude with people who held him down. He said he went from negative to positive. So we love hearing those stories. Uh, what other stories did we talk about today? We talked about, you know, the need for validation from people because Ari Lennox had put out a tweet as she's going through her sobriety about how she's just over, like, having to feel validated by everybody. Also, are Americans getting ruder? Because a new study showed y'all mean out here in these streets. Yes. (laughs) So we talked about (laughs) just, like, what's going on in the state of the world. Plus, what it's like being the single friend, you know, the pros and cons. When you're the single friend at a certain age and everybody else booed up, what is that like? And you hit us with an I be knowing. I give out a still short superlative per usual. And we had some 60-second headlines. All right. All of that. All of that right here. And one little show. (laughs) Look at that. Just wrapping it up in one little show. Keep it locked. Remember, tomorrow's show, it's a fun Friday. Feel good Friday. Black Joy Friday. We're going to have all the things I learned this week. The public seals announcement. The black spin. I'll be talking about my favorite hip hop collaborations. So make sure you listen up for that. We're also going to keep it positive because that's what we always do. French Montana spreading black joy in Africa. Steph and Aisha Curry are spreading black joy in Oakland. I mean, it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot going on. All that and more on Friday's The Amanda Seal Show. Remember, we are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. Stay safe, y'all. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up.